Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, I'm Matt Ford, and welcome to a podcast version of my new Dave show, Unspun, which you can watch on Dave every Wednesday at 10 p.m., it's a topical show that takes a look at the week's political news. And on this podcast, we have an abridged version, a few bits and bobs, and the highlights of the interview with my special guest, Alan Johnson, the former Home Secretary and leader of Labour's Remain campaign. I've interviewed Alan before, but I think it's fair to say I never thought I'd get the revelation out of him that I did. And welcome to Unspun, the show that takes one look at British politics, cracks out the poppers, and says, let's get this party started. <laughs> now, that means this. The coolest house band in TV, a house band of genuine MPs, MP4! <laughs> genuine members of Parliament, on drums, Greg Knight, Conservative East Yorkshire. On keyboard, Pete Wishart, SMP, Perth and North Perthshire. <laughs> On lead guitar, Kevin Brennan, Labour, Cardiff West. <laughs> and on vocals, Ian Causey, Labour, Brigham Gould. 
phenomenal house band. Uh, later in the show, we will be catching up on Brexit and what it means, enjoying a good old-fashioned purge, and I'll be joined by former Home Secretary Alan Johnson. But first, this. David Cameron has announced that he's stepping down as an MP. Cameron stated that he wants to spend more time with his children, just as soon as he can remember what pub he's left them in. <laughs> The Green Party has elected two leaders, Caroline Lucas and Jonathan Bartley, who will jointly share the leadership of the party. They are now equally in charge of no councils. <laughs> and part-time washing machine salesman, Keith Lash. <laughs> has been caught on film soliciting rent boys. After suggesting that they get high on poppers, Van then asked them what sort of warranty they've got on their tumble dryer. <laughs> And says he's got a mate who can do them a deal on an indie sit combi loader. <laughs> Ed Miliband then enters disguised as a TV repairman called Pablo, at which point the tape sadly runs out. <laughs> In an incredible new poll, YouGov have taken polling to the next level. Now, it's going to sound like we've made this up, and I swear we haven't. YouGov have carried out a survey on how what party you support corresponds to your sex life. Why they've done this, I have got no idea. <laughs> I can only presume they let the work experience guy decide on which poll to do next. Uh, yeah, sex, sex, what about a poll on sex? God, I'd love to have sex. <laughs> now, here it is. Here it is, there's genuinely... Th I think some of the pages are stuck together. Uh... <laughs> Voters' sex lives cross-referenced with their voting intention. A kind of Fifty Shades of Theresa May, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> or won't, judging by that reaction. <laughs> and it is a hell of a read. Now, some of these surveys took place over the phone. Imagine the stuff the pollsters must have heard. Uh, hello? Yes, I have got five minutes. Uh, Labour? Uh, the economy? Oh, yes, I do, mate. Five times a week, dressed as a gnome. <laughs> they asked people what their fantasies were and trends started emerging for each party. So here it is. The British electorate sexual fantasies party by party. Conservative voters have just one fantasy and it's this. Sex with a sports star. <laughs> Ooh, fairly obvious, I'm the same. Anna Kornikova, Jessica Ennis, red rum. <laughs> Next, let's look at the boring Lib Dems with their boring, flatlining sex lives. I mean, what sort of lights-off tedium are they into? Bondage! Filming themselves having sex. <laughs> sex with someone of a different ethnicity. There's a Black Rod joke there and I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> sex with someone transgender and, finally, watching someone masturbate. <laughs> Which is pretty much what they did during their five years in power. <laughs> Combo that lot is. I thought they only had one supporter left. But what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> UKIP have one prominent fantasy, and it's this using a vibrator or dildo. Presumably, because they're always told to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, let's see what gets Labour supporters horny. 
I think it's safe to say, for people who are so very dissatisfied with their sex lives, they are not afraid to experiment. Sex outdoors, sex with a stranger, sex with a TV star, sex with someone else's partner, oral sex, spanking, wearing sexy outfits and role-play. <laughs> wow. Basically, you say it, I'll spray it. <laughs> role-play. Role-play. Oh, go on. I'll be a Corbinite. You be the compliance unit. Personal. <laughs> My guest tonight is the former Home Secretary and the man who led Labour's campaign to stay in the EU. Please give a big welcome to Alan Johnson. Stop, roll, stop, wait a minute, Mr Postman. Wait, Mr Postman. Those wild men of rock and roll, including <laughs> Greg Knight on the drums. You know, what's the difference between a chiropodist and Greg Knight's drumming? I've got no idea. A chiropodist bucks up your feet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you. you're quite musical. You play the guitar, you're in a band. Have you guys did, have a gig yeah. together? No, we haven't, but they're, uh, they're pros now. I mean, it's a long time. It was, uh, I was 17 when I had all my gear nicked. This crime wave followed me around, <laughs> and I thought I'd come back into it, but in the meantime, I became a postman, and then I went downhill from then onwards. <laughs> very long paper round that downhill. Yeah, very, <laughs> very long, very long. So, um, you've got a new book out. You've, you've brought out two books, really, since, since leaving uh, frontline, top-ranked politics. Uh, this Boy and Please, Mr Postman, both very emotional reads about your life. This next one, The Long and Winding Road, includes some politics this time, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets it's the last uh, 20 years, if you like. Well, not the last, I hope I live a bit longer, but it's uh, <laughs> 87, the last book finished, so this is my time going into Parliament. I was thinking of doing it about my two cultural heroes, uh, Thomas Hardy and Paul McCartney, and calling it Hey Jude the Obscure, but I decided <laughs> in the end... <laughs> I had to have another Beatles title, so The Long and Winding Road finishes off my memoirs. And does this book include any stuff about the referendum in it? No, it finishes in 2009. OK. So... Before that disaster called David Cameron became our Prime Minister and <laughs> took us in to this ludicrous situation of a referendum. But will you bring out a book about the referendum that deals with that? I'm not intending to, no. I'd prefer to entertain my readers rather than depress them. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got... I mean, the referendum was such... I mean, the biggest event, the biggest political event to happen to, to most of us in, uh, in the UK, the biggest event of most of our lifetimes politically. You led Labour's campaign to keep us in the EU. Yeah, that was uh, a great success, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's fair to say that you didn't necessarily see eye to eye with Labour's leader, Jeremy Corbyn, is there? No, well, let's be clear, it wasn't Jeremy Corbyn's fault that we, that we lost. I think it's because it turned into a referendum on immigration. As soon as those net migration figures came out at the end of May, kind of turned things around. But it's fair to say, and some people might have just discerned this, that Jeremy wasn't the most passionate campaigner in favour of the EU. And I would say, at best, he was neutral, but he had people around him, John McDonnell, Seamus Milne, who were fiercely in favour of a no vote. So, and we were the Labour Party, this was a Labour Party campaign. It was a unanimous decision of our conference. All our big affiliated unions had voted to remain. But they had a separate campaign going on. So we would put into Jeremy's speeches, and that's why 
I'm campaigning for Britain to remain in the European Union. And that line would always get taken out. So the most you heard was Jeremy saying, that's why the Labour Party is campaigning. So never personalise it. And then you had all kinds of tensions between his office and, and the, camp, the rest of us in the Labour Party. And, and how would those tensions manifest themselves? Oh, well, that, plus the fact they never turned up to any of the strategy meetings, plus the fact they started their own little camp... Yeah, which is a bit of a clue. <laughs> uh, call me Mr Perceptive. Uh, uh, as I say, it's not why we lost it. We lost it, I mean, for all kinds of reasons, including a former Prime Minister who's now leaving Parliament, David Cameron, who just messed this up completely. I mean, it, it was a disaster from first to last. In fact, he got 44% of Tory supporters backing him, who was their leader. If he'd have got 50%, the referendum would have been won. So, w with Corbyn, how much personal interaction have you had with him from the referendum onwards? None. None at all? None from the referendum onwards, but, you know... What, what about during the referendum? Did you ever speak on the phone? Yeah, we spoke a few times. And, and yeah. what were those conversations like? Perfectly pleasant. He's a perfectly pleasant chap. I've known him, you know, 20 years since I've been in Parliament and before, when I was a trade union leader. Perfectly so, what would pleasant. you say to him on the phone? <laughs> I would say to him, look, Jeremy, um, you need to tell your people to kind of put some more effort into this. You know, we've got one particular occasion, three weeks to go, and we need to pull out all the stops because only Labour can win this because all the signs are the Tories are not going to come out to vote for Remain. It's busy having sex Jeremy, with sports stars indoors. Sports stars and all that. Yeah, I like that list. <laughs> did, you, did you just have Lembit Opic on the... Uh, <laughs> was it just one person? You <laughs> And, you know, he was, he was on his way to doing Liverpool. All right, I'll have a word with someone. But, I mean, Jeremy's really kind of... He's got people around him who sort of pull his strings, uh, so he never really did much about it. And did he ever say to you, look, Alan, I'm just not that bothered about the EU? Oh, is that your impersonation? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's sort of... I, I... Oh, is he in Duncan Smith? <laughs> <laughs> They've got similar thing. I don't know if you know that Corbyn thing that he does where he only talks out of one eye. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and that's good. Yeah. He sniffs a lot. Sniffs a lot. Yeah. It's almost like every time he's being interviewed, someone's cooking in the next room. We've <laughs> <laughs> got 400,000 new members. We've got 200,000 new affiliates. Is someone cooking shepherd's pie? <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. I thought I was sitting with Jeremy there for a minute. <laughs> uh, is that an insult? Should I be... <laughs> should, I, should I be offended? Borderline. <laughs> now, obviously, the Low Party is choosing uh, their new leader at the moment. Uh, we were meant to be joined by Owen Smith tonight. Uh, who, um, who can't... Uh, who hasn't been able to make it. He, is he tied up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it about you Labour types that are obsessed? <laughs> I mean, did you recognise any of those...? Labour fantasies. Oh, I didn't do it. I told the judge at the time that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different Johnson that they saw. <laughs> <laughs> they saw in the park. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, Boris, maybe. Uh... Yeah, well, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that sort of thing. I, I mean, I do. I've been to various party conferences and things, and and seen various different parties. I've never thought that there would be different types of sexual tastes for different parties. Well, you... I, I didn't do that bloody poll. I, <laughs> I don't know. I've only ever been in one party. But I tell you what, I'm swapping to the Lib Dems. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like, sounds like great fun. <laughs> um, um, we're, we're disappointed that Owen isn't here. 
I mean, it's probably not a surprise that you're supporting him over Jeremy Corbyn to be leader of the Labour Party. I am, indeed, yes. I went to a rally that uh, Owen did in, in Hull. He was very good. Do you have a message to send Owen? Good luck. <laughs> Keep fighting. I meant more for not being here. They're telling off. Oh, no, I don't think so, no. I think he's, uh, he shows a great discernment, a great cultural discernment not to appear on your programme. I think he's... <laughs> I think he's... <laughs> Before uh, we let you go, Alan, obviously the big question facing the nation and facing you. Uh, spanking or sex outdoors? <laughs> <laughs> or when my book is going to be published. £16.99 <laughs> at All Good Bookshops, 22nd of September. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose it's that thick enough you could use that as a paddle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, I think spanking's underrated. <laughs> I just did my own modest view. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted to have what they call in Parliament a supplementary question. <laughs> <laughs> and a German. <laughs> yeah. What? Underrated? Why? <laughs> um, well, the, you know what? <laughs> I wish I hadn't started this. <laughs> I think it's the satisfying smack of skin on skin. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in the audience could see that, but before you gave that second answer, there was just a brief look of regret. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honour. Alan Johnson. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alan. <laughs> Well, there you go, Alan Johnson with an incredible revelation that spanking is underrated and he loves the sound of skin on skin. I don't think I'll ever look at him the same way ever again. Um, you can watch the full show of Unspun every Wednesday at 10 on Dave, as well as downloading the podcasts. We'll do one of every show so that you can listen to this on the go. You can also, of course, watch Unspun on the UK TV player on your iPad or tablet or laptop or however you want to consume it. Uh, but thank you very much for downloading this. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's, it's a really long video. Ew. In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. Where's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.